It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Tonight, we're going to take a deep dive, a deep dive into the special counsel's report on the Biden classified documents. We're going to take a look at whether special counsel effort overall is a cover-up or not. We're going to assess the complicit, the compromised, the criminal, and the corrupt. As I've noted prior, my intent this year is to provide and expand on real examples of how to win in this ongoing cognitive war. Today, I'll cover an issue that many, many are aware of, where the media has spoon-fed the public information they wanted us to receive. That means they're spoon-feeding us information they want us to receive, not necessarily telling us what we need to hear. I'm talking about the special counsel report, of course. The media has fed us lines on the forgetful, nice old man as a reason for not prosecuting Biden. But few, if any, have really dived into the fuller report to give you a fuller review and assessment of that report. You'll hear points raised today about this report that I doubt you'll ever hear in the, either the mainstream media or any other media. Why? Because in this ongoing cognitive war, deceit, deception, and denial are used to hide the truth from the public. The questions I'm going to cover today, some of them and the information they go into are going to blow your mind because you probably haven't read the full report. I have. I'm going to give you my interpretation of it. But the questions I'm going to cover today include, was the special counsel constrained by the attorney general in his ability to charge Biden? and therefore address Biden's memory as his best shot because he was precluded from pressing charges on a litany of felonies committed by Biden. Okay, was the Attorney General covering this up, forcing this guy into a box, or was this special counsel complicit, corrupt, compliant with what I view as a major cover-up? Second, what are some of the potential crimes Biden committed that you didn't hear about? including why the classified documents from his decades, three plus decades in the Senate, are not fully detailed in this report, as they are, listen to this, reclassified. They were reclassified. Okay. Three, why does an investigative report sound more like an autobiography and a list of excuses for Biden as to why Biden should not be charged? You know, reading through this report, I was just astounded just astounding. It sounded like a, a, a set, not only an autobiography, like I said, but it sounded like a continual litany of excuses. And for <clears throat> what would the charges be for the average American or serviceman or intelligence professional for anyone of the charges given everyone who accesses and handles classified must undergo yearly security training on the handling, storage, et cetera, classified materials. And did you know Biden's counsel, while he was VP, provided several memos and briefings to Biden on handling classified material, which he basically just ignored? So why is this important in this ongoing cognitive war? Well, it's important because this report 
report speaks to a, a two-tiered justice system, a corrupt Department of Justice, in my opinion, and Attorney General, who seem to go out of their way in the case of Biden and the Clintons to deny, deceive, disrupt application of the law, while abusing the law to go after not just Trump, but Christians, parents, and innocent Americans. This is what a dystopian society does. This is what they do to protect dictators. This is not what a democratic republic does, and it floors me. <clears throat> to win this battle and win portions of this war, one must have a strategy. For this, I'll continue to use my four-point strategy to detail in my book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win, to guide some of today's discussions. In short, we must seize the narrative. We must put forward a proactive and positive legislative agenda. We must overhaul national security, and we must do so to ensure the resilience and security of our republic, constitution, and freedoms. <clears throat> so let's get started. First, it's important to understand the president, by the Constitution, as addressed in Chapter 1 of the report, quote, vests the president with the authority to classify and control access to information bearing on national security. Not the vice president, nor others, the president. Now, the president can delegate <clears throat> original classification authority, which is a whole other story I won't delve into. And he does so basically to various departments or agency heads. Now, 94, because the Senate and other places are having trouble dealing with classified and protecting it properly, Congress directed the president to establish by executive order or regulation uniform procedures governing access to classified information across the executive branch. President Obama issued the current order for the, for the report. <clears throat> this is quoting from the report. When Biden was vice president, among other things, the order sets forth rules that determine whether a person may access classified information and how that information must be handled. Now it says the 94 statute by implication the current executive order governing classified information do not apply to sitting president or vice president, members of Congress, justices, Supreme Court, federal judges. Hmm. That's interesting. But in my words, the report notes there are no exceptions, no exceptions for former presidents or vice presidents. What is also interesting here is a special counsel statement that by implication <clears throat> doesn't apply to sitting president or vice president. But then why later in the report does it discuss several times the counsel to the vice president had to continually remind Biden on the handling, storage, and protection of classified information? This is not addressed. Like many of the excuses that the special counsel makes in his report, he didn't explain why he's making the excuses. So what's the difference in classification and why does it matter? <clears throat> so let's go to the report. The report states, Information is classified as confidential if it's unauthorized disclosure reasonably could be expected to damage national security. It's classified as secret if it's unauthorized disclosure reasonably could be expected to cause serious damage. So confidential, cause damage. Secret, serious damage. And it is classified as top secret if it's unauthorized disclosure reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage exceptionally grave damage. <clears throat> now think of that, because as you go through the report, if you actually read the 300-something page report, 
There are numerous instances where Biden mishandled, non-protected, and actually relayed to non-cleared people top secret information that could cause exceptionally grave damage. <clears throat> now, any person, any person, the report goes on to say, must have certain criteria to meet access to classified information. For example, the states have favorable determination of eligibility. Okay, this is the background investigating. One. Two, they must sign an approved non-disclosure agreement. Now, this is a key point, because <clears throat> in a moment, we'll talk about Vice President's ghostwriter and how Biden revealed lots of classified information to him. Now, remember, you have to have favorable determination. You have to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which Biden did. And you have to have need to know. So on page 40, it also speaks to who owns the records, because <clears throat> Biden throughout this report talks about these are his personal records, and he's unwilling to give them up because they're personal things that are very precious to him. Well, that's nice, but if they contain classified information, that's a different story. It says in the, in the report, the Presidential Records Act, I quote, gives the United States complete ownership, possession, and control of all presidential records and vice presidential records, which must be retained and sent to the National Archives at the end of the administration. But Biden retained a great deal of that information in personal notebooks, note cards, and other aspects. <clears throat> so let's go on through some of the questions here. And I'm going to mix these up as we go. But was the special counsel constrained by the attorney general? Well, let you decide. What are some of the potential crimes committed that you didn't hear about? I'm going to talk about those. Why does an investigative report sound more like an autobiography and list of excuses for Biden? And I'll give you a couple, I'll give you a couple examples there. What would the charges be for the average American? You know, right up front, I'll tell you, many people have been prosecuted, persecuted, and jailed for much, much less, or a singular event that you read in this report. <clears throat> so let's go to the executive. It states, our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. These materials included marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan and two notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of NASA security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. Remember that point, willfully retained and disclosed classified materials, which is not only against the executive order, it's against the law. <clears throat> and he's a private citizen. Now note this, as numerous times in the report, as I say, they refuse to charge Biden as they state they can't prove he's willful. But right up front in the executive summary, they say he willfully retained and disclosed materials. So what the hell is that all about? I digress. The report goes on to state, however, for the reasons summarized below, we conclude the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. During his eight years as vice president, Mr. Biden regularly wrote notes by hand in notebooks after the vice presidency. Mr. Biden kept these classified notebooks in an unsecured and unauthorized spaces at his Virginia and Delaware homes and used some of the notebooks and materials for his second memoir. Promise me, Dad. Mr. Biden shared information 
including classified information from those notebooks with his ghostwriter. I mean, this this stuff just you just can't make this up. A key point that I'll revisit a couple of times later. In a recorded conversation with this ghostwriter in February 2017, the report states, this I quote, about a month after he left office, <clears throat> Mr. Biden said while referencing his 2009 Thanksgiving memo that he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs. He found all the classified stuff downstairs. At the time, he was renting a home in Virginia, not a skiff, not a protective facility, okay, where he met his ghostwriter, the report says, to work on his second memoir. Biden's garage in 2022, his possession of those documents in Delaware home was not, they're saying here, not a basis for prosecution because as vice president and president, he had the authority to keep classified documents in his home. <clears throat> but the report's contradictory here. But you're not going to have this kind of analysis anyplace else because they don't want you to understand what the hell's going on here. Biden didn't have the authority to hold those documents in Virginia because he was no longer vice president. He was a private citizen. There was no proper storage, even for a short time. It doesn't matter if the president or vice president, Biden had no authority to store such materials in an unsafe, unsecure area willfully, <clears throat> as the report said he did up front. Okay, this shows a trend. What this showed, the whole report, you read the whole report, this floor me, shows a trend over his five decades in the Senate. And as President of the United States, his reckless disregard for rules, regulations, and executive orders over the concern and handling of classified, very sensitive information. Now, the council goes on to write, I quote, <clears throat> when Biden told his ghostwriter about finding all the classified stuff downstairs, his tone was matter of fact. His tone was matter of fact. Unbelievable. Once the report states for a person who had viewed classified documents nearly every day for eight years as vice president, including regularly in his home, finding classified documents at his home less than a month after leaving office could have been an, an unremarkable or forgettable event. Right. Well, two things, uh, two things about, uh, shout out about this statement. First, Biden was matter of fact, <clears throat> whereas the report later states he found classified in 2016 as well. And he immediately contacted the National Security Council in that case to return to stuff but in 2009. What did he do? Don't know. The report doesn't say. 2016, he found something. He reported it and turned it back in. In 2017, the report later on talks about him finding more of this information again. And he doesn't say or do anything about it. He's matter of fact. So why is the special counsel here, though? Why is the special counsel providing this an excuse or reasoning? Is it an investigator's job to find ways for criminals to avoid prosecution or to fairly lay out the, uh, or, or to fairly out the evidence? You'll see as we go through this report that those excuses are frequent, all too frequent, and then used, used by the special counsel to dismiss any charges. So the evidence is there, but they make an excuse that's not supported by the facts, and then they dismiss it. <clears throat> this, this is what you'll not hear in the mainstream media, or likely anywhere else, but you're going to hear it here. Now, what the report says is Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited 
both during his recorded interviews with the Ghostwriter in 2017 and his interview with our office in 2023. <clears throat> we have also considered that trial Mr. Biden would like to represent himself to be a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly, poor man. Now, this is what you heard in the press. This is the big story in the press. All right. Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited. Okay. And he's a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. So when we come back from break, we're going to continue this discussion. It's a critical discussion. All right. <clears throat> On where this evidence seems to go and why they continue to make excuses for it. But you can listen to all our shows on the National Security Hour. They play seven days a week at 8 p.m. Eastern now on the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. They're heard on iHeartRadio, a world-class media player, and also in applications like Apple, Android, or Alexa. Those links can all be found on AmericaOutloud.news homepage. That's AmericaOutloud.news homepage. We'll be right back. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health and supporting gut health to reducing the appearance of wrinkles and even improving mind, mood, and energy. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Welcome back to the Mass Security Hour. I'm Ed Hudlin, your host for this evening. And we're talking about the special counsel's report and the things you won't hear in mainstream or any other media, but you're going to hear it here from some in-depth analysis of this report and what it means, what it means to America. So as I left for break, I talked about the well-meaning elderly poor man with a poor memory. What you didn't hear was this. Quote from the report, some evidence also suggests Mr. Biden knew he could not keep classified handwritten notes at home after leaving office. Mr. Biden, 
who had decades of experience with classified information was deeply familiar with the measures taken to safeguard classified information and need for those measures to prevent harm to NASA security. Okay. <clears throat> Yet throughout the report, this fact is glossed over. It's dismissed. And they also dismiss his actions as being willful. Okay. Even though up front in the report, they said he was willful. They dismiss all these actions. So either he's demented or he's not. He refers to experience all the time. Biden does, doesn't he? You see him in the press. I'm a senior season from my foreign policy experience, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But throughout the report, throughout the report, it shows multiple, multiple instances of willful disregard for proper handling of classified material. He stored it in his garage in his home, <clears throat> which gave it access to his family, including Hunter, Biden, the crackhead, the cokehead, with any guests. His ghostwriter, all those people are uncleared. <clears throat> now let's touch base with on his autobiography aspects here is another excuse. As the report goes on to state, quote, twice in 2017, Mr. Bison visited the National Archives SCIF, that's a sensitive compartment information facility where they keep highly classified information to review his note cards while writing his book. Now, get this, quote, <clears throat> yet he kept his notebooks, which also contained classified information in unlocked drawers at his home. He has strong motivations to do so. Now, this is where the excuse comes in. It just blows my mind. He has strong motivations to do so to ignore the rules for properly handing classified information in his notebooks. He consulted the notebooks liberally during hours of discussions with his ghostwriter and viewed them as highly private and valued possessions which he was unwilling to part. So he's taking these classified notes. <clears throat> he's doing it purposely. He's doing it willfully. He's sharing them with an unclassified, uncleared people. He leaves them in unclassified, uncleared areas, unprotected in his home, garage, and other places, and multiple places. And the report goes on to say, we do not, however, believe this evidence would meet the government's burden at trial, particularly the requirements to prove that Biden intended to do something the law forbids. But when I read this stuff as an intelligence professional for four decades, my mouth just drops to the floor. What the hell? <clears throat> First, Biden knew the note cards had classified. He repeated that to the ghostwriter, as he noted several times in the it's noted several times in the report. Valued possessions, unwilling to part. So I guess as an IC professional, intelligence community professional, I should just ignore the rules, the regulations, the executive orders that clearly state how such notes should be marked as working papers, clearly marked and classified, properly protected and stored. The report also notes several times that Vice President's Council provides several reminders about how to handle classified material in the report. <clears throat> These materials should all be destroyed by a specific date or filed in compliance with protection of classified information or in the National Archives, per the law. The law forbids, forbids keeping unclassified information at home unprotected for personal use. And much of this was when he's a private citizen. The law forbids even as president, vice president, to leave this information unprotected. They're trying to prosecute and have not prosecuted many people for similar offenses, whether WikiLeaks or spies or others. <clears throat> now, here's the key point. 
quoting from the report. Historically, after leaving office, many former vice presidents and presidents have knowingly taken home sensitive materials related to national security from their administrations without being charged for crime. They don't state how many, but they say many former, okay? This historical record is important context for judging whether to charge Biden or not. Mr. Biden would be susceptible to prosecution for similar actions taken by several of his predecessors, with one exception. Now, this is critical. There is no record of the Department of Justice prosecuting Department of Justice prosecuting a former president or vice president for mishandling classified documents. Even though they say there are many, they don't they don't give examples. They give one example with Reagan. That's one, but they say many. Okay, this is another BS portion of the report. The report says, "quote The exception is former President Trump," and it says, "It is not our role to assess the criminal charges pending against Mr. Trump." But several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's clears are clear. Unlike the evidence involving Biden, the allegations set forth in the indictment of Mr. Trump, if proven, would present serious aggravating facts. Again, what the hell are they talking about here? <laughs> several distinctions. Trump kept them in a locked space in Mar-a-Lago with Secret Service there full time because he's a former president. Biden kept them in unlocked drawers. Kept him in the safe, put him in the garage. Biden referenced him and gave him to gave the notes and talked to the notes to uncleared people. Now, also in the report, it's so interesting. Why didn't the special counsel make note of the multiple classified documents found related to Biden's time in the Senate? All this stuff is completely freaking glossed over. Biden didn't have the authority to remove such materials from the skiff in the Senate. The rules here, they go in, they view it, they can't take notes, they leave without it. But Biden had a bunch of documents from there. How the hell did he get them? They don't talk about this in the report here. Yet, several material distinctions between Trump and Biden are unclear. <clears throat> Unbelievable. The documents, the documents and notes that he got from the Senate are now based on a current classification, are a major part of the story and a part of the cover-up here, in my opinion. What were the original classification of the documents that Biden pulled from the Senate? And how the hell did he get them out of the Senate? There's no research, no investigation of that. But that's the whole report. That's the whole intent of the special counsel. But the special counsel goes into no detail on one of the most critical aspects. Because for 25 to 30 years, he was in the Senate. Okay. All this stuff's classified. It has a minimal minimal classification of 25 years before it's declassified or reviewed for that. None of this. None of this is addressed in report. Now, the following is a stunner of a statement. <clears throat> Again, you're not hearing it in the mainstream media. You're not going to hear it anyplace else, but you're going to hear it here first. Quote, in reaching our decision, we did not consider every circumstance in which criminal charges against former president or vice president for mishandling classified information may be warranted. Let me read that. We did not consider every circumstance in which criminal charges may be warranted. But on the facts in this case, it says the fundamental interests of society do not require criminal charges against Biden. Let me repeat that, because if you if you mouse down on the floor right now, it will be. The fundamental interests of society do not require criminal charges against Mr. 
Mr. Biden. What the heck? We we do not consider every circumstance for one. So they have thousands of circumstances, apparently. And then what the heck's the purpose of the investigation? What this statement suggests is the volume of infractions to criminal felonies is extraordinarily large, exceedingly large. So here again, they provide an excuse. <clears throat> Quote, the fundamental interests of society do not require criminal charges. Question for the special counsel, the attorney general, and for Congress to investigate. Please tell me what the hell are the law, rules, and regulations in an investigator and prosecutor to find criteria? What are the criteria for fundamental interest of society? Is this a feel-good thing? Is this part of the DEI aspects? I mean, this is unbelievable. Now, another stunning statement, another stunning statement. All of these so far in the executive summary states, I quote, the practices of retaining classified material in unsecured locations and reading materials to one's ghostwriter present serious risks to national security. Given the vulnerability of the extraordinarily sensitive information to loss or compromise to Americans' adversaries. Let me re repeat that. This is in the report. Given the vulnerability of extraordinarily sensitive information to loss or compromise by our adversaries. The department routinely highlights such risk when pursuing classified mishandling prosecutions. But addressing those risks through criminal charges, the only means available to this office is not the proper remedy here. And, and there's no follow-up here. <laughs> so they say, this is not the proper remedy. But this is the only means available to the office. This is an investigation on the classified handling. And they say this is the only proper remedy, but they have no. And so there's no follow-up. The special counsel doesn't say, why not? Not only, not only he only provides an excuse, but what a whopper of bull crap here. The Department of Justice routinely does prosecute for such, and they note the vulnerability, extraordinary sensitive information. Also, he specifically notes this is the only means available to this office. So is the counsel here conveying that he was purposely precluded from prosecuting? Was this statement in his note on Biden's mental state, his way of telegraphing, he's put into a narrow box for action and precluded from taking action by the attorney general? Congress needs to call him. They need to call him under oath, the special counsel, and ask him such questions. And they need to ask the attorney general the same questions. I mean, because this, <clears throat> this is an intelligent professional of four decades. This just this floors me in terms of what's going on here. As for the ghostwriter, as for the ghostwriter and his obstruction of justice report notes, I quote, Mr. Biden's ghostwriter and destruction of, destruction of evidence after learning of the special counsel's appointment in this matter. Let me requote that. Mr. Biden's ghostwriter and the destruction of evidence. He destroyed it after learning of the special counsel's appointment in this matter. Mr. Biden's ghostwriter deleted audio recordings he had created of his discussions with Mr. Biden during the writing of Biden's 2017 memoir. The recordings had significant evidentiary value. Does this remind you of someone else? Maybe Hillary Clinton? The report 
states, I quote, after telling the special counsel's office what he had done, the ghostwriter turned over his computer and external hard drive and consented to their search. Based on the FBI's analysis, it appears the FBI recovered all deleted audio files pertaining to the memoir, though portions of a few of the files appear to be missing. Okay, they don't say which. Which is possible when forensics tools can't recover deleted files because they deleted them. They obstructed justice. The report says, quote, the ghostwriter kept and did not delete or attempt to delete his near verbatim transcripts of recordings and produced those transcripts to us. We consider whether to charge the ghostwriter with obstruction of justice, but we believe the evidence would be insufficient to obtain a conviction and therefore decline to prosecute him. Holy crap. <clears throat> the guy hears the investigation, deletes the files, and then they, they tell you that he didn't do that on purpose. Okay, and they're not going to, because there's not enough evidence. Did they pull the excuse they used for Hillary Clinton and bleach bit and smashing blackberries? Did they pull that excuse out of the closet? And Jim Comey's excuse out of the closet? Sure the heck sounds like it, doesn't it? I mean, this is a clear case where he delivered records, again, quote, after learning of the special accounts appointment in this matter. But you can't make this stuff up. It just blows my mind. Report goes on to say, December 20th, 2022, nearly seven weeks after the initial discovery of classified documents at the Penn Biden Center. Two agents far more traveled to Biden's personal residence in Wilmington to search for his garage. <clears throat> now, the agents continued to search the garage, but when they started the search, the report notes the following. The two agents lacked sufficient resources to conduct a comprehensive search of the entire garage, given the volume of material that was stored there. The two agents lacked sufficient, quote, resources to conduct a comprehensive search of the entire garage, given the volume of material stored there. This is like a major wow moment. This glossed over in the whole report. Given the volume of material, they're in a freaking garage. They're not in a warehouse. And the two agents lacked the resources. <clears throat> the search continued. And the report states that, quote, in Mr. Biden's garage, agents found several documents with classification markings dating from Mr. Biden's time in the Senate in the 1970s and 80s. 70s and 80s. They found this material in the freaking garage. Now, here's a critical statement that, again, you won't hear in the press or unlikely to hear in the media or anywhere else, anywhere else about what the agents found. <clears throat> Quote, the special counsel's office and FBI have asked agencies to determine only the classification of information belonging to them without consulting other agencies to determine the overall classification of a document. Let me repeat that. FBI asked them to determine classification of the information belonging to them without consulting other agencies. I'll tell you as an IC professional, former Assistant Inspector General for Inspections for the Intelligence Community, Inspector General, this should be a freaking bombshell. Is part of what the IC does and how that's not how the IC does things. But since CIA and DNI were in cahoots and putting forth the false dossier, it's highly likely that many of the key documents came from CIA, whom the corrupt and complicit could rely on to appropriately consider the right classification or reclassification of those documents. But that's not how it's done. That's not how it's done in the intelligence community especially for a case this high profile. On page 31, they also noted, also noted 
the National Security Council's equity in the review. But since the National Security Council worked for Biden at the time as vice president to avoid a conflict of interest, who did they choose the third party for honesty? <laughs> the Department of State. The very same people who came up with two false impeachments of Donald Trump. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. It just blows my mind. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to continue the discussion. But if your mind isn't numb and hurting right now, okay, you're not listening. Because there's so much BS in this report that glosses over the reality. They don't, they don't talk about the Senate documents. They only talk about the current classification level. But they never talk about the, what the original classification level of those documents were. <clears throat> and they give them to only specific agencies. I mean, this hurts my head. It really hurts my head. But if we go to break here, remember, all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after the broadcast. This here on talk radio. You can hear that on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show for me on Apple Podcasts for me. We'll be right back. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back to the Mass Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. It's tonight. We're going through the special counsel's report on Biden's classified documents, where you're going to hear things you're not going to hear anywhere else in the mainstream media or media period. If you haven't listened to what we've had to say so far, go back and play it when it goes on podcast because it'll blow your mind. <clears throat> so let's continue. I'm going to go through portions of the rest of the document here in the executive summary and give you my take on the analysis of this. And that should it'll literally blow your mind. In chapter four, page 41, 
on how the vice president office handles classified notes. Speaking about Biden, it states, I quote, on occasion, he removed one or more briefing memos from classified briefing book. Now, what they're talking about is the president's daily brief, the most classified and most sensitive piece of intelligence ever, every day. Those things are classified. They don't come out for years, if de decades, or centuries. <clears throat> he removed one or more briefing memos from the classified briefing book before returning it. It, it states, I quote, in 2010, the executive secretary team raised concerns about the number of classified briefing books that Mr. Biden had not returned. And the facts that even when they were returned, some of the content was missing. These concerns were raised with Hogan, as well as Mr. Biden's personal aid, military aides. Hogan was his counsel. Emails indicate the executive secretary team alerted Hogan to the issue, at least in June 2010, when nearly 30 of the classified briefing books from the first six months of 2010 were outstanding. They were missing. And in August 2010, when Mr. Biden failed to return top secret sensitive compartment of the information, and this is code words, this is highest classification information you have, therefore extremely grave risk to national security. A quote, the contents of the classified briefing book he, he had received during the trip to New York, we were unable to determine whether these materials were ever recovered, although they were likely found and disposed of by military aides or enlisted aides. They weren't returned. All this stuff is documented and controlled, specifically controlled numbers. The numbers they gave out to everyone, the department secretaries, it's all controlled, highly controlled, by number, by page. <clears throat> Again, wow. Anyone else see a pattern here? Not returning, not protecting, missing pages. What the hell is he doing with them? Because of this report notes, additional security measures were put into place. In August of 2010, Hogan and his counsel briefed Biden on how to handle classified, okay, but this guy's had four decades of training and doing so prior on procedures. He trained him on procedures for handling classified. It noted specifically, I quote, classified information of any kind may only be reviewed or discussed in secured locations. Remember Biden talking in his home in Virginia with the author? Unsecured, unsecured guy, unclear guy. And I quote, and never in a public place. The briefing books must be remain in your custody or that a clerk staff, and at all times, unless they are in your safe, classified materials must be returned to your national security staff as soon as you're finished with them. Classified materials must never be left unattended, must be secured in an appropriate safe to or transferred to an individual authorized to transport them in an appropriate locked bag. Whenever possible, it states classified materials should remain at the White House complex. <clears throat> the point here. Is Biden's been briefed on this cap for 50 freaking years, and still he's reckless in his notes, note cards, and stuff like that. And they talk about was he willful in intent? Unless he's completely retarded and has no brain whatsoever and doesn't know what he's doing, okay, he has no excuse. It's willful intent. But as I read up front, they give him a pass on this. On page 51, it notes while Biden was at the Naval Observatory, vice president's residence, that is, he quote, frequently left classified out of safes. On page 52, it speaks to further lack of counseling or training as Hogan left the position. Okay, so report on page 63 states, in the next chapter, goes into handling of his note cards and taking classified notes and that the staff installed in the safe specifically to store those not classified note cards. 
This was because, and I quote, an executive secretary detailed raised an objection to the handling of Mr. Biden's note cards in October 2016. So here's this, here's a good executive secretary detailee going in and seeing the vice president pur- purposely mishandling classified material, calls him out on it. I'm sure the gentleman or the lady got fired. Okay, so they put a staff in there to handle his note cards. Now, later on, it talks about he did store some of his note cards in the safe, but not his notebooks. On page 71, by his new counsel, McGrail, after the last guy left, <clears throat> states, report, I quote, according to McGrail, Mr. Biden did not, would not, come to him for legal advice about whether he could take classified information home after the vice presidency. Remember, after the vice presidency, because in McGrail's words, I think he knows. In McGrail's view, the report states, I quote, the rule that you cannot take classified information out of a secure facility is obvious. Finally, McGrail said it would be very surprising if Mr. Biden intentionally took classified information home after his vice presidency. In McGrail's words, Mr. Biden knew that information is classified for a good reason and that its disclosure can harm sources and methods and the national security interests of the United States. And he's been committed to the national security interests of the United States as long as I've known him, unquote. Well, I don't know, Mr. Grail. But obviously, based on this report, his perception of Biden was way off. On page 85 of the report, it, quote, states, Mr. Biden's notes contained real-time minutes of national security minutes meetings during which the president deliberated with the senior military, intelligence, foreign policy advisors. These meetings regularly took place uh, with classified information in the Situation Room, which is itself is a secure, compartmented information facility, a protected facility. And the signs conspicuously designated National Security Council meetings as top secret. Remember, extremely grave risk to national security if lost. The report states some of Biden's handwritten notes during these meetings, including classified information, classified information. The notebooks contain sensitive information as the following. U.S. intelligence sources, methods, and capabilities. U.S. intelligence activities. The activities of foreign intelligence services. U.S. military programs and capabilities. Foreign military capabilities and programs. Plans and capabilities of foreign terrorist organizations. All All of this was discussed in the NSC meetings. But the report notes that Biden's notebook he kept for himself, unlike the note cards, which he often gave to his staff. Okay. On page 91, it states, after his vice presidency, Mr. Biden stored the notebooks in unlocked, unauthorized containers in his home. In Mr. Biden's interview with our office, he explained that he took his notebooks with him after his vice presidency because they're mine. <clears throat> I got to stop here from because this just floors me. Remember the training, the explicit archives law, the other aspects you have to store it, classified information, protected and everything else, and how Biden, his advisors all thought he purposely did this to make sure he protected the stuff. But in the NSC meetings, he took notes in his personal notebooks, which he gave to no one he kept for himself. It included the U.S. intelligence sources and methods, U.S. intel activities, U.S. military programs and capabilities, plans and capabilities, foreign terrorists, now, in Chapter 5, much of this sounds like a biography on Biden, as I talked about up front, 
on his different decisions in Afghanistan via an investigative document. <clears throat> For example, quote, during his 36 years in the Senate, Mr. Biden believed he had built a record in both domestic and foreign affairs that made him worthy of the presidency. So, so what the hell's that got to do with the report? I mean, what's that got to do with the report? It's a it's an autobiography statement. Who cares what Mr. Biden thought about his being worthy of running for president? What's that got to do with this report? Why is that even in here? It's superfluous. On page 98, they go into the ghostwriter, has no clearance. On page 102, they go into discussions that the ghostwriter had with Biden. <clears throat> On page 103 and 104, Biden read to the ghostwriter from notebooks when he was no longer vice president. He read him classified information. On July 7, 2015, Biden found classified information stuffed downstairs. As the report states, I quote, as he was engaging with the writer, the ghostwriter, Mr. Biden told Zwanitzer he had sent President Obama a 40-page handwritten memo arguing against the deployment of additional troops in Afghanistan on the grounds that it wouldn't matter. Mid-sentence during the narrative, Mr. Biden said in a matter-of-fact tone, that he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs. <laughs> so on July 7th, 2015, he finds all the stuff downstairs and he doesn't turn it back in. He knows the rules. It's almost five decades of experience. He knows the rules. Now, chapter six on Afghanistan, the documents, page 132 and 133. And on page 142, it says, Mr. Biden also continued to access materials in the box after he holds Wanseter, that means this box he stored the material, after he told the ghostwriter on February 16, 2017, he had found the classified documents. <clears throat> he was no longer vice president. As explained in chapter 11 of the report, says the strongest case for criminal charges is against Mr. Biden related to the Afghanistan documents would rest on the retention of the documents at its Virginia home in 2017. But the report states, I quote, we find this evidence to be insufficient to meet the government's burden in criminal prosecution. This is just mind-blowing, don't you think? Six years after the other found other classified documents returned to Biden, did nothing with that information he found in 2017. On page 193, they talk about his classified Senate records. Page 207, it sounds again like a biography again. On page 218, it says, I quote, for other reasons, the jury will be unlikely to unanimously convict Mr. Biden. Several additional facts would make it difficult for the government to present a case that reasonable jurors would unanimously find compelling. <laughs> now, wait for it. Wait for it. On page 219, it says, first, the Afghanistan documents are now almost 15 years old. Here's an excuse again. Does that excuse really matter? Most of those documents are classified a minimum of 25 years. The documents are just old. They're no longer classified. Well, what about GFK's assassination information? That's still classified. It's been decades, six decades plus. On page 226, 227, <clears throat> it says, I quote, as noted above, when Mr. Biden left office in 2017, he had nearly 50 years of experience with classified information including eight years in the second highest position in the executive branch, meaning the vice president. 
He was deeply familiar with the measures taken to safeguard classified information and the reasons for them. As Ron Klain, one of Mr. Biden's closest aides, explained, quote, Mr. Biden had traveled the world. He knew the risks that men and women were taking to gather this information and felt a great deal of responsibility about it. Now, did you hear that in the press? Did you hear that in the press? Now, let's listen to what the report says in Biden's own words. Quote, Mr. Biden's, Biden's public statements show, this is from Mr. Klein, show he knew the restrictions on handling and classified information after leaving office. Mr. Biden's public statements knew he knew the classified information must be safeguarded to protect intelligence sources and methods. Now, I'm going to come to specifics of Mr. Biden himself. As he put it, people know I take classified documents and classified information seriously. A, a September 2022 interview with CBS, Biden said in following in a response to report, reporters' questions about marked classified documents allegedly found in Mr. Trump's private home. The reporter asked, when you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out in the floor at Mar-a-Lago, now remember the FBI staged that whole goddamn thing. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? Mr. Biden, his response, quote, how that could be possibly happen, how one could anyone could do that, be that irresponsible. And I thought, what what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped or et cetera. And it is just totally irresponsible. Now, what's amazing here is how can anybody be that irresponsible? Yet he has crap laying across his garage, several different homes, and a university run by the Chinese or had major contributions by the Chinese. He's asking how anyone could be that responsible as he relates classified information to an unclear person for his own book, his own personal pleasure. Amazing. Now, page 255. <clears throat> the practice of retaining classified material in unsecured locations poses serious risk to security. Given the vulnerability of extraordinary sensitive information to loss or compromise to American adversaries, the department routinely highlights such risks when pursuing classified mishandling prosecutions. But addressing those risks through criminal law, the only means available to this office, is not the proper remedy here. That's what the council says, but what is? What's the proper remedy? So he makes these statements without justification. They make absolutely no sense. That's why it's worth reading this report. Page two, 288, example of nonsense types of excuses, superfluous information. It says, I quote, the files kept in front office included some of Mr. Biden's personal documents. For example, Mr. Biden sometimes asked his front office assistants to save poems. He liked to retrieve for the Biden family genealogy. What the? He retrieved poems, so he served poems with classified information. <clears throat> Chapter 15. FBI agents identified and recovered a dozen classified documents from Mr. Biden's time in the Senate in the University of Delaware. All this operative words, you know, what's the cover-up here? He willfully took the stuff out of the Senate. How did he get it there? And then the ghostwriter. Declining to bring charges, I quote, after reviewing available facts, analyzing governing law, and considering principles of federal prosecution, we declined to bring charges against the ghostwriter related to this deletion of audio recordings. 
charges against Zawadze are not appropriate because the available evidence is insufficient to obtain a sustained and sustained conviction. Because even if the evidence was sufficient, the principles of federal prosecution do not support any charge in these circumstances. You can't make this stuff up, folks. They charged people and imprisoned them for walking in the Capitol on January 6th. But here's a guy who purposely deletes files like Hillary Clinton bleach bit and destroyed blackberries after they heard an investigation. And he doesn't get charged. This shows the two-tier justice system and how, in my opinion, the corrupted corrupt Department of Justice and FBI are right now. And as I write in my book, why we need to overhaul the national security apparatus completely. So hope today, hope today open your mind and open your ears to some amazing facts in this report and how it's just glossed over in a cover-up. Didn't address any of the Senate papers at all. I mean, it just this floors me. But that's why I'm here on the NAS Security Hour, to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.